0: We have such talented musicians. Holy smokes, they're so good. They're so good. We have a. I mean, they and and they're all rehearsed and ready for uh, next weekend and all that stuff. And I do. I music is the piece of the soul, right? It's, it's it's one thing to be able to listen to the preacher preach, and I mean, obviously that's a powerful experience for you all. But the. Uh, but the opportunity to, to, to let those carols. I was listening to a podcast this week. And there's a couple that I listen to every day or so. And the guy said, he goes, with Christmas music, churches can only mess it up. And, and, and what he meant was when, when you don't sing it with gusto and it's not filled with life, it's like, oh, come all ye faithful, right? And here we have this morning musicians that lead us. And the, with, with joy and verve and get us ready for Christmas. What a marvelous, marvelous piece that is, that is for us. So if, if you have your bulletin with you, I'm going to read that little, that little scripture from Luke chapter one. And uh, a couple of weeks ago we read Matthew 1, which was looking at this through the lens in the eyes of Joseph and the, the, the father of Jesus, and, and kind of looking through that, and the angel comes to Joseph and says, hey, it's going to be okay. And then he gives that marvelous piece. He says, you will call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And this morning, we get a little different flavor of that as we look at Luke 1:39 to 56, which is Christmas through the eyes of Mary. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to all those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and to his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months, and then they returned home. I love that, right? That's Christmas through the eyes of the mom. That's Christmas through the eyes of of Mary. Then I'm reminded right, of of how that is. when, when, When my wife was pregnant you know, we, we, my daughter celebrates her 29th birthday, and, and, and I remember that. Barb would say, come over to the couch and, and, and feel my tummy, and I would see the tummy kind of gyrating in the little hand and all that stuff, but as a dad, I could only see that from the outside looking in, right? I, I, I could put my hand on, on, on Barb's tummy, but I didn't know what it was like to be um, awakened in the middle of the night with the baby kicking and the the intimacy and the warmth and the beauty of that right i remember at seminary uh 1991 just after my son was born the the fellows went off into one corner and and the women in into another which is kind of the lutheran way a little bit and uh and the men talked about childbirth and at 25, 26 years old. You know, I've never been smarter than I was at my mid-20s. It's a gradual understanding of how ignorant and dumb I am getting to 59. But I remember the wives just shaking our heads at us. We're like, yeah, we were there and we were in the LDR it, was a big deal. And you're like, yeah, that is, you know, it's a different level of commitment that the mom has than the than the father. The mother has the joy of of, of experiencing the birth, both the travails and the pain, as well as the ultimate joy when, the, when there's a, 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 the, the crying and the breath and the, the joy of, of that birth and that nine months of pregnancy coming, coming to fruition. Joseph had one piece, the fear of family and future and all of those things, but the angel comes to Mary and says, this is all going to be okay. The baby to be born to you is going to be going to be the Savior of the world. So we want to look a little bit and, and, and meditate a little bit. And one of the things that's super hard in our culture is that it's hard to find a quiet moment. You know, it's hard to find a moment just to reflect a little bit. But this morning, we're going to have a moment together in here, and I'm going to talk through that moment so it will be completely quiet. But I just want you to have a moment to reflect on where you've been and where you're at this morning, and where you're going. All of us this morning come maybe with a little different view of the past, come with a, a little bit different baggage into the present, and look into the future through a different, through a different lens. So I ask you, what lens do you look through? What are, what are the things that when you look at your life, you say it looks like this? Some of those things are, are pretty powerful for us. We look through the lens of family. We've got family flying in next Saturday. They'll be here next Sunday for Christmas Eve. We're excited to have them. My niece has a, a big rock on her finger. I can't wait to see that. My my nephew gave his girlfriend a rock and it'll be competing. It'll be like you know photon torpedoes in church on Christmas. It'll be fantastic, right? But we look at maybe the world the 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 previous year through the lens of family successes and challenges, good things, painful things, but we view it through family. And, and as we're blessed and we feel good, we were like, yeah, that was good. And as we were challenged, we're like, yeah, that's maybe, maybe not, so, not so good. Or maybe through the eyes of work, and we say, you know what, as I look, we had a successful year, and we made money, and I got a promotion, and we got a raise, and it looked pretty good, and I felt good about it, and, and things were good, and as long as work is good, life is good, and, and on the other side of that, well, it didn't go so good, and if you view the, your life through the lens of work, it can kind of be up and down and, and economics recreation? To have a fun year? Did you get to do all the things you wanted to do? You, the trips you wanted to have, the experiences you wanted to have, the joys you wanted to have, the soccer team, the hockey team, all those things? Did everything go okay? And you're like, yes, you know, some went well and some, some we struggled. And some look at life through a lens of brokenness, painful relationships, and they circle special pieces on the calendar and they say, man, that was a particularly painful day. It was it was a broken moment for us when. And sometimes looking and framing life through a broken piece is a very, very painful way to go through, go through life. And some look at it through health and fitness. Hey, I had a good year. I, <laughs> my arthritis in my shoulders a little better, but my feet hurt, my back hurt, but I'm all right. But we look through various lenses of how we see life in reality and how we interpret our lives and how we give meaning to the events of our lives. And then, of course, right, the eye of faith. Faith is that which connects all of our lives in an integrated whole and allows us to find meaning and purpose in those things that are marvelous and beautiful as well as those things that are painful. So what lens are you looking for? What lens are you looking through your past? With what lens are you sitting in the moment And with what lens do you cast your vision and the vision of your life into 2024? As I mentioned earlier, we we got to look at Christmas through Mary's eyes. And there's a lot going on there, right? Mary was not 27 with her degree and a a home and all that stuff. Mary was a teenager. She was a kid. And so she looked at her life kind of through family and Joseph. And so the Lord comes to her and says, "You're going to have a baby, but you're not going to have a lot of uh, intimate contact until then." Well, how's Joseph going to deal with that? How's that going to work? We're betrothed, which is a little deeper than getting engaged, like my niece and my nephew. It, there, there's a little more to it, and to be found with child during the betrothal is a bad, a bad cultural piece, a piece that speaks poorly for Joseph, a piece that speaks poorly for her and a peace in a young woman that would drive a sense of fear. So that sense of a family was something Mary had to reckon. And again, the culture and the betrothal in a little city, in 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 a place in time where you knew everybody. And she had to look through the eyes of sin and guilt and And what God would do and how God would do it and what this would mean and all of that stuff. She didn't have a step-by-step instruction manual for Christmas or a calendar as to how this worked. It was all just kind of dropped on her. And I wonder if she was afraid that she'd be kind of set out of the circle. She'd be voted off the island. A young woman found to be with a child, and she'd be kind of pushed out. Yeah, Mary, you were cool, you were nice, but now, yeah. And yet the angel of the Lord comes to her. I'm always assuming when you see an angel, you're afraid at first, because I believe every time an angel appears to anybody in the scriptures, the first word the angel says is, do not be afraid. And so in our text, the scripture, in our scripture, the angel comes down to Mary and he says, don't be afraid. Here's the game plan. Here's how it's going to work. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and the baby you're going to have, Joseph's going to come with you and it's going to be okay. But but as this thing fleshes out, the baby's going to be the son of God. Holy smoke. Instead of putting her hands on her knees and going, "Why me? Why this? Why now?" doesn't work into my calendar. This isn't the vision for my life. Mary says those marvelous words of faith: "May it be unto me as you have said." I'm a handmaiden, a servant of the Almighty, and all of a sudden, her vision is transformed. Her heart is lifted up. Her, her smile, I love that. And, and I love that piece, right? Only a mom knows. When Rebecca and Mary get together, the baby leaps in Rebecca's or in Elizabeth's womb. And the two little pregnant mamas sit and talk about what it's gonna be all about. One little baby will be John the Baptist, and the other will be Jesus, the Son of God. God's plan, God's work, God's vision for Mary's life, for the redemption of the world, for our lives take shape as the angel comes down and says, don't be afraid, we got this. Sometimes I think people emphasize heaven and angels and stars and mysteries. And if that's all Jesus is—Jesus is—is heaven and angels and stars and mystery, then Jesus is of no earthly good. If the earth is like a basketball and Jesus got it spinning on its on, on his finger and said, "Ain't this great?" But isn't involved in what's going on in the world, then the faith is of no earthly good. And sometimes with Christmas, we gotta kind of watch out for that. Yeah, this shepherds and angels and light and all this stuff. And yeah. And sometimes the opposite of that is true. We get so caught up in the mangers and the straw and the stable and the immediate things that it just doesn't make an impact. If God is so far out there that today doesn't matter, and my life doesn't matter, or if God is so close that there's no spiritual supernatural peace to Christmas, then eh, Christmas is just kind of a thing. But there's something so big and so beautiful going on here that the whole world stops for the most part on December 24th and a little bit December 25th because heaven and earth collide in the person of Jesus. The angel comes and says, the immediate circumstance of your life is going to be okay, and I'm going to be with you, and here's how it's going to work out. The angel brings Mary earthly greetings to handle a heavenly end. And in Jesus, heaven and earth collide, and the path that we've been on intersects with a heavenly path and makes a marvelous difference for us in our lives, where we're at right here And right now, I love those words. This is again from Luke chapter one, Mary was greatly troubled at the angel's words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Heaven and earth collide. (laughs) The baby's going to be the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. He comes down and shows us the face of God. And I don't know about you, but I like the way the face of God looks in the eyes of Jesus. It's not an angry face. It's not a mean tone. It's not a disconnected. It's Jesus who comes in and walks in our shoes and lives in family and does what we do for 33 years. Jesus does what we do every day. The Son of God. And in doing that, He provides peace with God for you and me not some ethereal weird thing. But when we stand before the throne of God's judgment and God says, who's here with Tim? Jesus says, I'm here with Tim. I walked with him throughout his 59 years so far. And Tim is far from perfect. (laughs) But I love him and I died for him and I have redeemed him. he is with me and we are going into paradise. You see, in Jesus and the the divinity of that baby, heaven's door swings wide open for you and me. Through his sacrifice on the cross, you and me have peace with God. And I don't know about you, but peace with God for me covers the painful parts of 2023. And I look back and I'm like, ugh. But I look back, through the lens of the cross, and I find mercy and grace in Jesus, who is of heavenly good to you and to me. And then that other piece is true as well. Jesus is the son of Mary. I don't know. I got to witness both my kids being born, and it was, it was cool, right? When my son was born, I thought we were, I was going to die. It was very, very traumatic, very, very painful. I'll never forget it. As my wife was whisked into the operating room, the nurse and the doctor threw the scrubs at me and said, get dressed, you're not done with this yet. Like, okay, right? Jesus was born in a, with a mom and dad. He was born and laid in a manger as a baby. I'm sure he cried. I'm sure he you know, did everything babies do. The whole thing of the halo, I don't really believe that. I don't think Jesus was laid in a manger and like, this is the, right? I, he's a baby, right? He was hungry and needed a diaper changed and all of those things. But the, but the earthiness of that, Mary took care of the Son of God, right? Earth and heaven collide. And so God goes with us into the new year. We don't go alone. Jesus walks where we walk with us here this morning, with his spirit and the power of the word. And in a few moments, we're going to celebrate the sacrament. I've got a slide for that as well, but, but I want you to know that you're not alone. And as surely as the angel came to Mary and to Joseph and said, don't be afraid, Jesus comes to you in the middle of all the stuff of your life, real life. Family, brokenness, all sorts of stuff, good, bad, challenges, easy days, gold medals, bronze medals, participation trophies. Jesus comes into our lives and says, don't be afraid. I am with you. We're going to get into this new year together. Heaven and earth collide and the heavenly guides the earthly until the earthly gives way and we go home to be with Jesus forever. As I mentioned and I like about this service and this time, honestly, why I schedule myself in here is because we're family. This is Family Sunday. We don't run, you know, 8 million people like we have the last three weeks. You're family. And the family habits mark us. We gather around the table of the Lord, come down with our hands out, and I have the unique blessing to be able to see y'all's hands. Some old and wrinkled, some worn and tired, some young and beautiful, but all of us, this is the body of Christ for you. This is the blood of Jesus. This is a habit for Christians where heaven and earth collide, where the the, the bread and the wine is the body and blood of Jesus for us, for the remission of our sins. It's a habit, right? If it's not a habit, it, it should be and can be in the year that's coming. This is for me to remind me and and to deliver to me the blessing of Jesus. Day by day and week by week to nod my head and say, that's right. I am the beloved of God through Jesus. And that word colors how we see our lives as well. The word of God, the, the, the scriptures, it changes our point of view. It changes our perspective. My friend Mark and I are leading a Bible study on Monday nights for young leaders in our congregation. And and what we want those guys to do is to look at life through the lens of Scripture. We're, you know, we have stuff on leadership and we tell funny stories and we do that stuff. But but what I really want is for the gentlemen to look at life and church and family through the lens of Scripture. And so we sit and we talk and we discuss. And we look through the eyes of the Word And it becomes a habit, something powerful to guide us into the new year. And so shifting your lens, could it be that you set yourself up to to look a little more clearly focused through your life, through the eyes of Scripture, or maybe to see others through the lens of of the eyes of, of God's mercy? And that instead of holding on to something painful against somebody, now is the time that you let it go, and you offer them the same mercy that God offers you. Or maybe, like me, you're hardest on yourself. People come and they say, "Did you know? Did you know?" I'm like, yeah, I know. Times ten, right? I'm more critical of myself than typically anyone else would be of me, and I go to therapy for that, and I'm learning to be a better person through the promises of Jesus in that. But what would it take for you to look at yourself through the lens of God's grace? And that you would love yourself in an appropriate way, in the way that Jesus himself loves you. And that you would give yourself some grace for the past and a little bit of grace going forward into the days and the challenges that are ahead. And what if you saw the new year through the eyes of hope? Years ago, we had a pastor here when I first started. His name was Vic Constein. And Pastor Vic came to visit my family when we had Sarah up at St. Joe's. And he had a voice that was like the voice of the angel Do not be afraid, Timothy and Barbara. God is with you. I was like, ah, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Pastor Constein was probably in our hospital room. 10 minutes, but it felt like he had seven hours and no one else in the world to visit. I will never forget that. I try to mirror pastoral practice after that, and I fall woefully short. But he always would do this when he preached. And again, he had that beautiful, resonant, deep, old Lutheran voice. And he would say, we need to have hope in Jesus. Hope, H-O-P-E, holding on past I wonder if the hope that we have pressing into the new year is a hope that allows us in Jesus to hold on to his word and promises, to let the past go where that's appropriate, and to press on with our hearts filled with the love and the kindness that happens when heaven and earth come together for us. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, it's good to be together today. It's good to be in here. It's good to be family. It's warm and cozy and beautiful. The, the music, the messages, the prayers, all to lead our hearts to you. Father, I pray for two people at the end of the two, two groups of people at the end of that bell curve. I pray for the people today who are just jumping out of their skin because their lives were so good in 2022, 2023, and, and, and they're like, yeah. So today we rejoice with them we celebrate them, we're grateful for them and, and ask your hand a blessing upon that and, and for the other side of that bell curve uh, people who are kind of dreading Christmas uh, family and broken and the pieces of life and, and all of those things and, and they said if I don't go to worship today eh, lift up those hearts visit them as the angel visited Mary and Joseph, remind them not to be afraid Gather them under the healing that comes from the Most High. For all of us, Lord, in the middle of some good days, some bad, grant us grace for ourselves and grant us mercy for, for other people. And grant us all together at the extreme and in the middle. Grant us hope for a joyful 2024. All these things we pray and gather in the name of Jesus.